I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One is Mark and John's the co-host. They're alive. They are not ghosts. It's Five Cold Screams. It's Five Cold Screams. It's a nightmare, not a dream. Five Cold Screams. It's Five Cold Screams. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Ah, Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who is returning to join us. They're an actor and comedian that you've seen in Wrecked and American Princess. It's Lucas Hazlitt. Yes. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) We are glad to have you. Now, you emailed me, I should say, a few months ago when you had heard that the movie you brought in first last time mm-hmm. had slipped a few places you yes. were outraged you even asked to see if you could we could re-rate it <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to get a sense of where i'm at in my life um i yes yeah. i i felt that um you know i was very proud of the work that i had done with death becomes her yes and, i should say that's the movie oh you know, and when when i heard the, and, and the movie that the movies that were better than it I felt yeah, that felt legitimate. Let's say better. better. Let's say gayer. ranked higher. Yeah. Well, Let's that, say gayer. Just, yes. Okay. Well, I would gayer be, is better in some respects. Sure. Um, yes. The the movies that ranked gayer, I was I conceded to. I was like, okay, that's fair. fair. Um, but now knowing that it slipped a little bit and hearing some of the, I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head, but when I was told what it had slipped past i was like it's time to get on my knees and start <laughs> sucking my way back to the top because i can't and we appreciate it oh I, I i like to yeah. work for my you know 
I should say though, it is still Death Becomes Her is still ranked number eight at eighty six point ninety two percent. So it's still pretty good. That's still top ten. That's good. After a year, it's still there. It's still in the top ten. What's what are the? I believe it was outplaced by Can't Stop the Music, which is eighty seven point twenty eight percent. That is the Village (laughs) People movie. Yes, to be fair, that's fair. Yeah, and then also the Wizard of Oz. The, the original Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the original oh, is there a remake. Okay. Return. Yes, actually, it is a remake. It is a remake. That's actually. true. Uh, there was a silent version. There was oh, okay, a silent sure. version. So technically, right, me saying the original Wizard of Oz is is incorrect. Correct. So all right. So all you silent movie start. listeners, save your emails. They'll never say a word. Don't you worry. <laughs> Ooh. And then save I'll, your title cards. <laughs> yeah. There and I think there is. were two others. I think the Apple came in up top. Eighty nine. Truth or Dare. And then I'll, I'm getting to that. And okay. then also, uh, Truth Madonna, Truth at Air at 90.30 is number third. Oh, we're doing number three. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize documentaries were legit. <laughs> well, there's, hey, then I'm going to get, before we even get into what I'm offering up today, I would just like yeah. to say there are some pretty gay documentaries out there, folks. <laughs> you're trying to gun straight to number oh, one. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Now, one person has brought in uh, Paris is Burning. Celluloid I mean, closet, cellular yeah. closet is 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 great. There's that almost that, feels like cheating, though. Well, cheating would be that <laughs> Scotty Bowers documentary. That's cheating. My oh, sure. Right. It doesn't get any gayer than that, that dude. <laughs> um, but is there over the top wardrobe in it? Yes. Okay. I guess <laughs> like the it, gas what, station attendants. That's sure. yes, right. The gas station attendants. The fact that they made Hollywood, the Netflix show, pretty much based on it is is Oof. A, is that a is that a I guess they the work against it or for it? Yeah, does that work? I mean, that's it, macabre, it, yeah, I guess. That's fair. <laughs> that's true. Oh, remember that so I only saw the first episode of that. The only thing I remember is like our hero dressed as a cop goes into a theater and like sticks up a guy with a gun and forces him out of the theater and then pretends I'm not a cop. And this is our hero. Does anybody else remember this? I didn't watch the show. I turned it off after I that. find I, it. Very, I did watch it. I don't remember that. I'm, well, it happens. The only Ryan Murphy shows that I'm able to stomach are the was OJ. That was a good one. Now the impeachment. I'm eating that up. Like um, you're skipping I'm the best one. Versace, the Versace, best thing he's ever done. I will, I will not watch the Versace one. It's oh, what is what is your what's my you? the reason my beef is very um, t- it's a technical beef in that I technical love technical beef. Are, Tec- <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh yeah, it's it's the fact that you know I really like the Academy <laughs> Aperture and it's just I'm not there. feeling it on that one. <laughs> um, I just I'm a for some weird reason I'm a stickler to to um, adapted transcripts. And the OJ trial and the impeachment proceedings were all based on transcripts. And okay. Versace made a lot of uh, choices that were conjecture because they weren't dramatic license. Yeah. A lot of dramatic license. And I yeah. don't think that that's a strong suit of that team of writers that do the crime story. I think they're best when they can pull from a, a an actual transcripted. They can't transcript, go too crazy. And then they can find the the emotion and the humanity of what was being what actually happened versus trying to figure out what actually happened i would say give it a chance i it's truly haunting it's haunting speaking of haunting we're here you were here in the midst of our five cold screams you're raising your fists in fury (laughs) or terror or joy 
rattling chains. It looks like you're rattling yes. chains to me. Ooh. <laughs> I, can't I can't remember if this is Jacob, also a Marley. podcast. Is it just, no, this is just, just audio. Oh, great. So I, that's why I was doing it. What, how, how, how do you not know I was maybe jerking off two really tall, tall people? Ghosts? Uh, you tall could be ghosts. That. Did Will Chamberlain die? I need to know. Will Chamberlain died a long time ago. Okay, so that's haunting me ever since. Okay. And then his brother Stilt Chamberlain? They could Maybe? just be, I don't know. Yeah, Chamberlain. they could be standing Stilt, on a box Stilt, or something. Guilt. Uh, Guilt Chamberlain is the one who didn't have as many uh, sexual liaisons and he's been regretting it forever. <laughs> sure, who could sure. blame him? We always do. <laughs> um, well, these, uh, I was just going to ask, are you, a big, do you, are you a big horror fan? I am a huge horror movie fan, particularly the horror movies of the 80s. Um, that I, would make sense. Yeah. The, the, you know, I didn't realize that I had mentioned this in the in the email that I sent you that I initially wanted to do Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yes. Over the last, I think, year and a half um, is when that documentary, Mark Patton. Yeah, yeah, uh, right, yeah. Scream Queen. That documentary, Scream Queen, which was so great. Um, you know, I, I mean, I first saw that movie when I was like seven. And even then, <laughs> perfect so, age. Perfect. This age is not. Movie. This is not like the other movies. It's yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> You're and picking I, up for some reason. Something. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I was picking up a little thing. I was like, you know, normally Freddy Krueger seemed very um, more focused on taunting the women folk. Sure. And then right. in this one particular, he was getting real fingery with uh, <laughs> with Jesse. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I like this. This is interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't fit in the narrative of Freddy. Terrible movie in terms of that. Sure. But the idea, sure. Anyway, I'm not here to defend that movie. I'm, uh, but yes, horror in that regard is uh, I'm a big fan of horror movies. Very much so. Particularly, again, the 80s when, when horror movies seem to really be speaking to a kind of suburban malaise. And and that I was really keen on. Well, the 80s excess matched with, you yeah. know, the, that's David Lynch for you. Oh, there it is. He all, dared all to show that. the ugliness. Did you, would you believe that the suburbs aren't all they're cracked up to be? Can you I imagine? Mean, what? There's a dark underbelly? Up. How dare I you? I grew up in the underbelly of California suburbs, which ah. is where most of these, oh. these movies were, were. So this movie's like a documentary for you. Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, not quite Beverly Hills, but I mean, California is pretty much, let's just say I understood where this was coming from and (laughs) was very intrigued by this, this picture that I've chosen. Well, I'm just not even going to do a segue today. We are talking, you brought in a classic, classic, (laughs) I say classic, classic classic 80s horror movie, Society. John, what's the deal with society in these days? (laughs) Mark, let me tell you the deal with society. It was directed by Brian Usna, written by Rick Fry and Woody Keith. And uh, Screaming Mad George was responsible for the special effects. And the plot follows a Beverly Hills teenager who finds his wealthy parents are part of a gruesome orgy cult for the social elite. It stars Billy Warlock, Devin DeVasquez, Evan Richards, and Ben Meyerson. Though the film was completed in 1989, it was not released until June 11th, 1992. No financial information on how the movie did is available, but the budget is estimated to be around $2 million. Tom Tunney of Empire rated it 4 out of 5 stars, calling it way ahead of its time. This is a balls-out satire on the disgraceful layers that can lurk just beneath the Avon surface. This is anti-Ferris Bueller and fiendishly funny. Michael Wilmington of the Los Angeles Times wrote, No one who sees the last hour of this movie will ever forget it, though quite a few may may want to. And Bartholomew Hazlick wrote in The Pleasure and Pain of Cold Horror Films that the film has 
one of the craziest and most disgusting endings in movie history. And that is the deal with society. So Lucas, we asked you to pick a movie. Why society? Well, <laughs> I two reasons. One, I genuinely bona fide think that this movie is the gayest horror movie of all time. But two, I think that it speaks to that thing I was kind of alluding to before of there's something wrong with what's going on in our neighborhoods. All movies <laughs> sure. that play with okay. that paranoia, um, again, particularly because I grew up in, in the 80s in California, I was a kid, but uh, in California in the 80s, there was a lot of paranoia about serial killers and a lot of paranoia about uh, satanic cults and people going into your school and child molestation, like we were obsessed. And so kids were constantly being told more so, I think, in California, but I think it was around the country. Everyone was going through stranger danger. Well, serial killers yeah, could stay out that. later in California, I feel Cereal, like. And, yeah. and there's a lot of pickings because it's the most populated <laughs> state. Um, and, and you know, the highway system in California allows for some real sure. easy getaways. Easy, yeah. easy getaways. Um, but this movie in particular um, really sp spoke to me because there is nothing more terrifying than thinking that your parents and your friends are all in on something that you're not in on. And then when you find out what it is, you're like, holy fucking shit. And no movie <laughs> gives you the holy fucking shit better than society. This is like, be careful what you FOMO. That could yes. be the tagline. There you oh, go. Man. <laughs> yes. No, it should, it, instead of no homo, it should be no, no FOMO. No FOMO. Not, no fear. Out, don't have a fear out of, what's it? Fear of missing out? Don't yeah, have a fear out. of missing out because what you're missing out will scare. We'll, we'll get the marketing department on this, but that, <laughs> put, put that F in the right place. And the fear of missing out. If you find out what you're missing out on, you'll never be more afraid. Something along those lines. Okay. Like that. Okay. We're getting, we're first draft. So it's more the like FOMO. <laughs> so how many times do you think you've seen Society? I, unlike some other movies, I've not, I've not seen Society that many times. I would say it's less than ten times. Like okay. it's not, it's not exactly, right. also it's kind of hard to find. It's only recently that like Amazon. Right, you, yeah. Like this movie you really had to like search for because again, as you said, it's one of those movies where it was made in 89, didn't get released for three years later. Not a lot of people are trying to put this movie out there. And I do have a theory that one movie that I think is responsible for kind of, you know, revitalizing this specific genre of like, don't trust that family. Sure. is get out like that movie oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. kind of elevated the don't trust that family up to the level of an oscar winning screenplay and i was telling my friend who who is the one who loves your guys's podcast like this is his favorite podcast oh, he's i was one. telling him he is the one um <laughs> i like he loves um and okay he, i was basically theorizing that if you made the main character black then this movie instantly becomes, I think, better than Get Out. Like it just, oh, wow. in terms of a story, it's just now it's a more interesting uh, idea about, you know, a, a, a rich coterie of white people who pluck these lower class individuals and know that they can get away with using them in the specific way that we'll sure. discuss how Hello, they Parasite. Yeah, par I mean, Parasite's a great movie, but it's not really a horror movie. It's more of no. a thriller, suspense thriller. thriller. It's yeah. a suspense commentary. Great movie, but 
if now if Parasite ended the way that society ends, that might be the greatest <laughs> movie ever made. It wouldn't have won the Oscar, unfortunately. Yeah, it certainly would have won the Oscar, but it certainly would have won the hearts and minds of millions. That's true. Uh, John, what do you make of society? Had you seen it before, first I, time? I had not seen of it. Ha- had not seen of it. Had not seen it. Had not heard of it. Mm. And Mark, you were very uh, adamant when we knew we knew we were watching this movie. You said, "Don't Google. Don't know anything about this movie." <laughs> yes, which is both helpful and a little bit of a tip of the hat of like, "Okay, something's coming." I mean, I agree with those reviews. The last uh, half hour of this movie, I will never forget. <laughs> Leading up to it, though, there was a lot of. It felt very much like an '80s kind of schlocky horror movie to me. Yes. Uh, I'm so, while watching, I was sort of like, I don't see quite how this is gay. And I'm interested to get into that. I think like thematically sure in some ways, definitely. But I mean, wow, those last 30 minutes. I mean, it, it uh, you know, I, in my research in the IMDb trivia uh, department tab, of course. You spent minutes researching this, <laughs> yes. upwards of minutes. Yes, while on a break from work on my phone. I, I mean, people, you know, they said that the, the director and the writer like thought like, here are some effects we want to do. Let's make a movie to support these effects. And that definitely makes sense that that is true. But I mean, wow, the last 30 minutes of this movie, I... Definitely. I feel like there's something that you could just put the last 30 minutes of this movie on at like a bar or at a party or something like that. And it would be a definitely like a great like, what the fuck is what going on is in this, this movie? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so and, and uh, I, would, I would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. No, no, go ahead. David, keep, I, no, yeah, no, no. I was just going to say that to, to that the, the funny thing is there's a lot of movies made in the late 80s, early 90s that clearly didn't have a big budget. And the one right. area where they skimped was music. The music in this movie the original score is one of the worst original scores I've <laughs> ever. It's like MIDI strings. It's it's sure. like the, it's like the the score you would give as a temp track, and then you would hand that off to an orchestrator to then right. present to an actual Something like orchestra. This. Right. Yes, they were just like, let's just use this, and it's just the cheesiest. A cat walking across the thing. Yeah, and you're just like, oh no no no. However. Um, and I would I would also say that that first the first hour, let's say it's a 90 minute movie. I don't know the exactities. It's, it's an hour 40. Minutes, but yeah, 90, it's an hour 40. OK, perfect. So it's 100. It's 100 minutes. I would say that the first 70 minutes of this movie are just terrible. And you're just <laughs> slogging through. You know, it's going to build to something. But it's like there's just choices being made in this that you're like, what movie are you making? Yeah. When it lands, when he gets out of his car and goes into his family's mansion for the big party, then you go, this should just be a short film. If you had started it there, just put some little voiceover of like, I don't trust my parents. Boom. That's a that's an (laughs) Oscar winning 30 minute horror movie. One thing I will say, I agree with what you're saying that the first hour plus a little bit is not good. But one thing I found while watching it was that it was the way it wasn't good. Movies aren't not good in that way anymore. As Very confusing as that statement time is. Period. Like now when movies aren't good, they're mostly boring. Yeah. This movie was bad in a way like the faults of the first hour plus, you know, and change of this movie are like the dialogue doesn't make sense. The, the, like the timing doesn't make sense. Like there's a scene that happens late at night in the woods somewhere and then the main character then goes to school but it's like the school is packed and everyone's there in the middle of an assembly and then he goes back to the woods and you're like this timeline makes zero sense zero sense um that happens through stuff like that happens throughout also 
the wardrobe in this movie is bananas. Wild. I would say yes. I would say the third screenwriter of this film is probably almost definitely cocaine. Yes. Um, yes. Oh god, yeah. So like a lot of the stuff, the ways in which is bad or just dumb movies aren't bad or dumb like that anymore. So in a way I found myself being almost like wistful or like enjoying it for Fair that. Enough. Almost the way you would be like, oh, remember cafeteria food in that way? <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, the, but it, the only the only movie that I can think of that is as bad, but you're never like, turn this off. You're never is, bored. Is the sure. stuff. Like just a poorly <laughs> sure. made movie, but you're just like, I can't look away. Like the choices <laughs> are compelling me to see this through. And whereas the stuff never quite sticks the landing, even though it does get crazy in its own right. Boy, this movie, it doesn't yeah, just stick the landing. It it it, it obliterates it the landing. It splats the landing. <laughs> There's a splash zone with the landing. <laughs> And I will just say as a footnote that what's super cool, I didn't know it when I first saw this movie so many years ago, but obviously I then knew it later when I started watching it as an adult. Um, Screaming Mad George uh, did all the effects on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and some of the effects on Nightmare on Elm Street 4. So he's been with me uh, for my entire life in terms of- And Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) And Big Trouble in Little China. So this dude has been making body horror, very into pink Super creative, funny. Super creative, yeah. Absolutely. Well, how about you, Mark? Where are you at with society? Um, I think this is the second time I had seen it. The first time I remember thinking, boy, this first hour is like really slow. And like, but then of course the ending's incredible. One of the most fun, grotesque endings you could possibly ever see. But then this time I really appreciated the first hour even more. Cause I think like, if you've seen a lot of like eighties cheesy horror movies, in some ways it lulls you into a sense of complacency of like, oh, I kind of yeah. know what this is going to be. And I think that helps build the ending of like, it looks like a conventional 80s, like regular, any old slasher right. movie. But then it gets to this truly wild, over-the-top, like, grotesque, slime-filled, incestuous bacchanalia. Like, it really, <laughs> I don't think you have that impact without the kind of weird, goofy first hour. So this time, I really just appreciate it. And, like, it's so goofy and dumb and silly, that first hour. Uh, I just think this movie's a blast from beginning to end. And I think uh, it's a must-see for everybody. All righty. So, Lucas, as you may or may not know, but I suspect you do, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, you are going to... Don't you roll your eyes at me. (laughs) No, no, that was a lie. He was shaking his head. How dare you? No, no, no. No, no, no. I want to to defend my gesticulations and body movements. (laughs) Those were not eye rolls. They were not at all. I was getting ready i was this was my little okay. you're warming okay. up rumble sorry <laughs> well, at one point, sports. <laughs> <laughs> well at one point you are going to come up with a category and it will be added, added to, to the wheel. wheel you might remember what that means if you don't don't worry about it doesn't matter we'll remind you when it gets to it uh, but this is our current top five gayest horror movies so just horror, because we are in the midst of five cold screams. So the fifth gayest horror movie with an 84.20% is The Craft. The fourth gayest horror movie with an 85.19%. The Lost Boys. Oops, I got this number wrong. Well, that The Craft was the fourth. Lost Boys is third. <laughs> Second is Rocky Horror Picture Show with an 89.81. And our current gayest horror movie with a 92.99% is The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, what was number five? 
Number five was Interview with the Vampire with a 71.84. So that's a whole 13 point difference between five and four. All right, Lucas. So if you had to guess now, how well do you think society is going to do? Well, I mean, Rocky Horror is pretty tough to beat. And what was number one? Uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. It has actual gay characters played by actual gay actors, which helps. (laughs) That does help. Um, I, I would say society probably will creep into third. Third. It's, it's right. very, it's very difficult to take down the grant. What I would say is the grand champ is Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's a pretty, that's, that's oh, Michael yeah. Jordan level right there. <laughs> sure. So <laughs> you think right, it's well, going to be what's third? Uh, Lost Boys. This Lost is Boys. gayer than the Lost Boys. Interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see how Billy Warlock does against Jason Patrick. That alone, (laughs) Billy Warlock. His name's Warlock. (laughs) Well, Lucas, the first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give the score between zero and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Lucas, on a scale of zero to 100, how would you rate society in actual gay characters? Well, okay, starting off from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Actual, actual and now we're here. Yeah. Well, wait, now, well, here's the thing. Actual gay characters, this is interesting because of the nature of the third act, which is literally man on man, woman on woman, fuck session, session, we're session. Speaking galore, of the shunting. We're speaking shunting. of the shunting. Because of the shunting, that makes you reevaluate everything you've seen before. Where, because the whole first hour, everyone's pretending to be heteronormative. I'm the husband, I'm the right. wife, I'm the... Right. But when you see the shunting, you realize, oh, it's a fucking free-for-all. Well, we should say we learned that all these rich people in upper-crust society are actually a separate species on Earth. Yes, they have the ability to make their bodies malleable and form this undulating mass, and they feed off uh, regular humans. And, right. and without getting too into it, you know, you could argue, well, does this species even really have genders? Because that's not really how they reproduce. They right. Reproduce it's like jellyfish or something. Things. Yeah. So in that regard, what is homosexuality in that, in that species? However, <laughs> for the considering, considering that these are presented to us as humans, let's play with that. I would say you have to go. A hundred. A hundred? You have to go a hundred. <laughs> they're literally, because they're literally, it's man on man, woman on woman. They're gay. It's, it is, it is a total free for all bacchanal. All of these characters are revealed to be completely into fucking men, fucking men, women, fucking women. But at that point, are aren't they, they fucking, like, aren't they just part from gender? You know what I mean? Aren't they like, no, don't even have those divisions, but maybe that is gay then, you know that what I mean? Not even is, worried I'll about I'll say this, that. they're the queerest characters of all time then because they completely <laughs> obliterate LGBTQ. They right. don't even matter. We because are one undulating one, slimy one mass. We are all plus. Gurgling, sexual, <laughs> massive people. And in that regard, that's the most gay thing you can possibly be. Because I, and then there's that one queer coded best friend who that he gets a 70. Milo? Every, Milo gets a 70 for being queer coded. He should just come out. And <laughs> what about Petrie? I wrote down Petrie. Petrie was like the, the one he debates. The nerd. In, uh, the nerd who he thinks oh, Marty. Dies. He yeah, came off a little. He was he was also Petrie and he was Milo a feminine, were definitely, definitely. Queer, yeah. queer coded characters of the eighties because um, they both played the best friend to the more masculine character. They're they're sure. the uh, what the, the betas, the, the, the Lafou, 
kind of, kind sure. of character. And you were just need that signature gay moment in this. They, that would, I mean, we got that signature gay moment when they shunted and everyone was, <laughs> the, the assholes became faces and dicks became just, just suggestions. I mean, in terms of shunting, 100. In terms of queer coded characters, 45. So, so what can, does that give you? you can, What's your I final? I would say my final is 89. 89. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I'm not trying to start Just a riot with not the math at all, but okay. <laughs> I see how you got there, though. I appreciate that. Uh, John, what do you think? I mean, I think, I mean, I, I know we keep talking about the ending and it's so bananas, but it doesn't, and they call it an orgy, but it doesn't feel sexual to me. It feels more like a, like a, like a sucking of energy. It doesn't, but feel they're like definitely a, enjoying themselves. You, that is true. They're toasting champagne while they're doing this. Oh, well, in that case, a hundred. Um, no, I, I, as far as actual gay characters, because it feels like they could have done the same thing with a woman. It just happened to be men in this, in this episode of the shunting that we saw. I'm going to have to go 45. 45. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll give it 39. Damn, tanking the society <laughs> from the jump. <laughs> We're here to bring society down. We're anarchists. Um, well, hey, it got a 57.67, which is indeed the highest we've had in the last six movies. So it, there's got more one point. That's one point higher than the Emperor's New Groove. Okay. So that's pretty good. <laughs> that had her the kit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of our next category, gay icons. Are there any gay icons in this? Oh. I do think just the general concept of like rich bitches. Rich, be rich bitches, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, bitches, do we think yeah. Mrs. Whitney should be? The, Mrs. Whitney is the mom that. Yeah, that so it's a different outfit. Um, I mean, I, I that's another mom. The other Mrs. mom. Mrs. Carlin should should be a gay oh, Mrs. Carlin and Mrs. Is, Carlin. Yes, yes, she should be one. She I should wrote be. Of, let me see my notes real quick. I wrote of Mrs. Carlin that she looks. Mrs. Carlin looks as though John Waters gave Divine a lobotomy. Like that yeah, seems to be how she's performing. Her character yeah. is never explained. Like why not, is she no, behaving once. like this and obsessed with eating and, and coughing up hair? Once, yeah, is she explained? But the she is she's painted a she, that character is very much a a queer icon, but not like you know I'm not going to give it a hundred. In no, that regard, no, I would say no this share. might be my unfortunately. 39. This is a, a low score for me. This a is 39. Like, I, I would say a 39. Yeah, I feel like there's potential here, but especially since this movie is so not known, I think overall, I don't think it has like a, a larger um, profile. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just because I haven't, I hadn't heard of it before this. But like, yeah, Miss Carlin feels like, she feels like she was in the same sorority as Large Marge from Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that actress in Police Academy 2, her name's Pamela uh, Madison. She yeah. played, the, in Police Academy 2, she played a character named Slit. Which feels like it probably hasn't aged well. I haven't seen Police And then Academy in two. another movie Never. called Cold Dog Soup, she played Leather Freak. Oh, there you go. Okay. And then she <laughs> died in 1997 died, at the yes. age of 41. Oh, no. <laughs> but she lives forever in our hearts. Yeah. That's true. I think that's the key to immortality is you do a shitty 90s movie. And a really is. tight resume. Yeah. Yeah, I will go. I'm going to have to go 23 for gay icons. Ooh, 23. Is, ooh I also think Mrs. Whitney is wild. The mother, the rich mother, Billy's mother yes. in this is like a wild 
her. So like every, yes. she should be a gay. Icon. Absolutely. People should um, be there. This should be more iconic to gays. Yeah. And we're doing, we're trying to do our part right we're, now. Yeah. Raising the profile. <laughs> Where's shunting night. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a, there are a couple of warehouses in LA <laughs> sure. shunting night every night. Our phone parties is ripping off shunting. <laughs> Uh, I'll give it a 40. Give it an average of 34, which is two points higher than the Chipmunk Adventure. Ooh, All right. That's right. Not bad. All right. Our next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? All right. I'm going to go full on 100. 100. That, that fucking. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that the male form that it was hungry for was necessarily delivering all the time. But that camera kept showing us sweaty old. Uh, was name? Billy Mark? Warlock? Billy, Billy. Um, they just kept showing his like pecs yeah. and the dad that was always like weirdly naked. And then of course, <laughs> yeah. at the end, during the shunting, everyone is naked and beyond. So it is fascinated with male bodies. And it's, <laughs> it seems to be more interested in male bodies than even tits. There's barely like tits. In this I don't There's know, we got tits. the sister in the shower. We got her in the shower and we get some the, the other girl that he bangs and we get some mom tits. But it, it <laughs> you feel like this movie wants to be showing more dicks and they just said no. But they show one. Good, they show they, a dick and show, balls in this movie. They show, well, they show ass a man asshole and a face come yeah. out of it. Like it's yeah. that's why I give it. We don't see the whole camera but... lingers on all of these drippy, sweaty male bodies but even before the shunting i would say like billy warlock looks great in this movie he looks amazing he's he does look great but there's not a whole wearing time. short shorts there's more than the good normally they're wearing there's like shoes. weird baggy there's a i mean this is a lot of late 80s bagginess going on as far as he was wearing some concerned. short shorts some yeah he wears some short shorts when and when he's shooting hoops in the front yeah when he's shooting hoops. he's not there wearing, yeah, yeah. they're no, wearing full he's got no he's got John, you are completely wrong in the drive we're talking about in the driveway very opening uh, I don't know if it's a very opening, but it, also in the his license plate said hoops. hoops. That's so, true. There you go. What's <laughs> more male gazy than and we see Billy's girl. butt. We, <laughs> we see, see some crack. His little tidy eyes. We see wide. more than we normally yes, see in movies, exactly. John. You must admit. I but I I think you're wrong. I think Billy said that he didn't want to see his butt shown. That was like but a, we do see. He does say that, but we do get a little peak of crack at the end in the sex scene. Okay, but I also think at the, during the shunting, it's not played for like, oh, let's look at this. It's played to be grotesque. Yes, it's not played for, isn't this sexy? It's not played for titillation. <laughs> not no. to kink shame anybody, but it not it is sure. not played. John, to be you like, do say, don't yuck my yum. That is your I, favorite saying. I never said that once. <laughs> so uh, Lucas given 100. John, what do you want to give it? Uh, I'm again have to go low because I just feel like it's really more about the women. Uh, 55. If a begrudging 55 John can't score 55 paging Sammy Hagar I'll give it a 62 given an average of 72.33 which is the highest we've had which is uh let me put 56 points higher than the craft and that had Skeet Ulrich that had a Skeet but barely right. any male gaze in the craft on that barely one. That's true. Yeah, we barely that's true. see him in that. that's baggy you want to talk baggy <laughs> yeah. All right, our next category, entrances with pizzazz. Okay. Um, well, there are certainly some entrances. I don't necessarily <laughs> know if they are with pizzazz as much as they are with like, ah! So I think for that, that might have to be a little low for me. I would say 60. I would say the first time we see Mrs. Carlin 
It's a pretty fun, I mean, memorable. Again, her stomping into the living room. <laughs> I don't, sure, know, I don't that expression. know that pizzazz. It's I think it's a form of it's, pizzazz. It's a quiet pizzazz. I, I guess <laughs> stomping is a quiet pizzazz. Okay. That's, yes. <laughs> like I, I would say, like pizzazz. There needs to be a kind for me, which I'm giving it a relatively lower score uh-huh. than these bizarre hundreds I've been throwing around. <laughs> but for me, I just, I guess, I always think pizzazz should feel like it should accompany a kind of like jazz hands feel sure and, and it's, it's the exact opposite it is right it's like like freddy krueger doesn't make pizzazzy entrances he they just cut to him being there and you're like yeah, how'd you get there yeah. and so i in that regard i go that's eh, 60. he does Again, have a good entrance in part two when he climbs out of uh jesse's stomach well sure go. that's that's pizzazz if, okay that's well then pizzazz. if that's the, if that's the case i still go but again, all I'm pretty much bank, banking everything on the shunt and right. the shunting. I believe the makers of, the, of this movie. Absolutely. Yeah, I think everyone involved. <laughs> it should have been called the shunting. But the the um, the way in which everyone is kind of revealed during the shunt is there's pizzazz there. Like how they introduce at the because they treat it like it's a surprise party. So that's the only moment of to me like, oh, there's pizzazz. The whole town is here. Other than that, it's yeah. just more jump scares, and that's not really pizzazz. So 60. 60. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go 30. I feel like there's not a whole lot of, like, big, great entrances. Clarissa has a fun one on the beach. She has the that's classic true. starting at the feet, uh, you know, one of those classic up and then she's cowboy entrance. Sunscreen on his face. It looks like cum. Sure. John. What? Uh, I'll give it a 40. All for Mrs. Carlin. Give it an average of 43.33, which is 1.33 points higher than the chipmunk adventure. Pretty good. All right, our next category, the Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety would this okay. movie give Mike Pence? <laughs> now, finally. Okay. <laughs> um, can we offer up a number bigger than 100? Because we cannot. I, can't, I cannot imagine a movie that is more Mike Pence anxiety inducing than the idea of all of his donors shunting one another. <laughs> right. So and also all I, the incest yeah. It might stuff. feel comforting to him. I mean, he probably is. He's probably like, I know these people. I shunt with them. <laughs> who told? Who spoke? The, who, who let people this be known? Who told these people that we shunt? <laughs> Was it you, Donald? <laughs> Who's telling about the shunt? Um, I'm going to go 100. The The fact that there's what like everything that a a self-possessed christian conservative would rail against yeah is mm-hmm. operating at a fucking 10 in this movie <laughs> and so and and again thanks to the shunt once that happens to the I shunt. Think yes. it's like holy shit full-on 100 mike pence probably shot himself in the face if he saw this movie with his dick and calm. Thank you. I think the only thing that to me is lacking is that there isn't more same sex like actual happening. Like if if the sister was clearly lesbian or if like one of Billy's for like if Milo actually was doing something. So I will give it a 90 for this one. 90. You think you'd have an easier time with the craft? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I will say the Christian spotlight on the movies did not review huh, society, weird. but they did review Woody Allen's Cafe Society. Oh, and they right. deemed that, that applies. Of, they deem that offensive, but mostly do because of his liberal politics. Oh, wow. That <laughs> makes sense. But yeah, I think this would uh, I think he'd be sweating under the collar when they're bringing up the incest stuff, maybe a little too close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to I'll give it 100. I think he's would lose his mind with this movie, giving it a 96 point 67 i mean this is a movie 
uh, Christian is dying to say depraved. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next category, hell on heels. How feisty are the women in this? They're pretty fucking feisty. We got Shauna, who really wants yeah. to go to a party. Yeah. Um, Shauna has my all time, one of my all time favorite lines that I've ever heard. Just to clear, yeah. just to, Shauna is the. His blonde, the ex girlfriend who breaks up with him because he's oh, not interested in going to parties. Oh, no, yeah. You're thinking her. of Clarissa? I'm thinking Clarissa of Clarissa, my bad. Yeah. Clarissa has one of my all time favorite lines in a, in a movie. And this is feisty. <laughs> so after they just fucked, which is yes. feisty in its own route. Way. Yes. She said, how do you like your tea? Cream, sugar, or do you want pee in it? <laughs> and I'm like, that's the most that's comes out, out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and I was like, that's the feistiest thing I think of. Like that made me go, who? Um, Clarissa. So, like Clarissa, my goodness. Explain um, it all, Clarissa. <laughs> explain it all. This this Clarissa explains nothing. No, no. nothing you makes want sense her to. I think that between um Billy's mom. Between yes. Billy's sister, yes. between mm-hmm. Shauna, Clarissa, mm-hmm. and Mrs. Carlin, you have a nice, hefty uh, dollop of feist. And so I'll, I'll give it a 90. 90. Yeah. I and then you got all the old ladies in the shunting. I mean, again, the shunting gets 100 for everything, really. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and that's okay. You have, unless you have a category called, like, what's the least amount of shunting in the movie? Then I'm like, well, I gotta go zero. That is coming up. Yeah. The most <laughs> amount of shunting. I will go, I'll go 85. 85. Uh, I'll give it a, I'm gonna give it 92. I think it's given an average of 89, which is 10 points lower than the craft, which Ooh, makes sense. That's fine. Those that's women fine. We're okay real with that. feisty in the craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got snake fingers. Yeah. All right. CG our next snake fingers. What? Oops. Our next category: chosen family. Oh. All right. I have a question about this. Yeah, this is something that questioned me this whole movie. Is Billy was Billy adopted? Because so Billy adopted. is like, oh, did they say that? I must they have missed did. it. Okay. They, they don't they don't really harp on it, but it's like during the right before the shunting begins, she leans in and is like, you were adopted. I'm not your real mother. And it was like, well, he, yeah, he knew this throughout the he okay. always suspected. But when you say chosen family, can you what do you mean by that? You know, a bunch of like kids from all over people the who are like rejected come by together. their family who yeah. come together and they create their own family. Like oh, rent. Well, is that what rent is about? Somewhat, yeah, this came from Truth or Dare. Okay, so I would say that the our main character would be Billy would be a zero because this is absolutely not who he wants to spend <laughs> his time bad. with at right. all. Right. But the society, this creature, that's a hundred. Because is it's it though? The, because, because they the are that, the thing though. They are they aren't coming the from disparate backgrounds to come together. They are coming they, like that's, that's their point. species. There, but isn't that because that's the thing is we're species, we're humans, and we're all a species, and I don't want to be yeah. a You're family with a way lot back. of these. You're pulling the camera way back. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, we, there are plenty of, of human beings who want to be a family with each other. Like this there's maybe something with, wants to be. with, but that's I, how they're designed. That's not, it's not like they're leaving or transgressing anything. Right, they're not choosing to be these aliens. That's just how they're the, wired. The one thing you could say is maybe Clarissa because she is of that fam- of that right. race and she chooses Billy over that race. But that feels less about family and more about uh, love interest. Sure. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stand by this and, and say <laughs> that the, 
this by the end when they're shunting this doesn't feel to me like they're just like okay i'll see you at the club honey this doesn't feel like an orgy <laughs> at the club this really does feel like you know they are one and there is a good argument to be made that maybe that is how they biologically were designed like they're the borg and that's all they know yes. is that we're one but the fact that they disseminate and pretend to be different families and yeah. then come together as a chosen family that's the, because that's how it was presented to us as an audience that's why i go 100 i do think All if right. you pull back you're right that they're just the, <laughs> it's the blob it's the blob right. that when yeah. they landed there they they just decided to separate and become nothing or become individual so you would families. say voltron is a chosen family i mean i would say <laughs> I would need to rewatch that to make that. I would say that five the, lions, the, Power Rangers are a chosen the, family. The, the Power Rangers are a chosen family. Um, so then you know what? With that in mind, I a hundred is a ridiculous number. You've you've made you made the point. Biologically speaking, I have to knock it a little because they are a chosen family in the sense that the characters that they are pretending to be for the sake of humanity is a chosen family but because they're a biological uh singularity i go yeah. 89 89 i will drop it down i'll drop a it down sensible 89 <laughs> uh i think billy his you could say that his journey is trying to find a family and trying to connect with people and trying to find people who believe him but i still think that's relatively weak so i will go with a 15 15. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go 12 because really he's just Good trying to figure Lord. out uh, this paranoid fantasy that you mentioned earlier. He's just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And listen to this tape of my family having sex with each other. <laughs> it's so crazy. We're using the word family a lot. It seems awfully low scores. For, uh, but they're an organic family. They were birthed Not chosen. That way. All right, given an average of 38.67. And hey, that's pretty good. Our next category, macabre. How macabre is society? <laughs> All right. Now, I've been saying this word. I just need a button that says 100 just to press it. It doesn't get more macabre than after you've been. First of all, they people are dying. They're yes. kidnapping children, teenagers. Yes. And they're they're making they're gaslighting someone, Billy Warlock. Gaslighting Billy with the, the help of a psychiatrist. They're drugging people, and then this all you know, there's car accidents and there's fainting yeah. deaths, and then there's the fucking shunting. So, a hundred, yeah, it's, it's macabre. Just the fact that there's this like hidden thing behind all like the power structure right. in our yeah. country, there's this hidden, disgusting uh society. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? No. Yeah, I mean, it's a hundred that that last 30 minutes, like as that reviewer said, I will never forget that. For the rest of my life. Because it is disgusting, but it is also funny, too. It's which is so like, funny and so entertaining and hilarious. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Uh, also, uh, shrunken heads. There you go. That's right. There's a shrunken in a locker. head in that. Uh, yeah, I'll give it 100. Ooh. Give an average of 100, which is higher, 0.67 points higher than the craft. All right, our next category, dramatic lighting. So there's there not is, a lot, but there's yeah. some, I would there, say. There is the, the cinematography of this movie is, uh, I would overall is pretty atrocious, but the, the, the moments when they decide to use dramatic lighting, they use it. And <laughs> yes. like when, and it's usually when it's, when B Billy's paranoid, they have very dramatic 
shadow and light and it almost looks yeah, yeah. very um like very what's the, the impressionistic and noirish so in that regard it's pretty high the entire time during the shunting the lighting is a like a harsh red pink yeah, but it's yeah. a choice to definitely really highlight this like to feel like you're inside the bowels of a creature you like you like this you're inside the anal canal and but it's not dramatic lighting. It's just harsh lighting. So for that, I give it an 85. 85. Yeah, I think most of it has that sort of very generic by the numbers feel to it, like very 80s, low budget. I'm going to go 71. 71. Then also there's a scene when like Billy walks into his parents' bedroom and it's like his parents and his sister together and like the light is like red. It looks like boudoir photography. Yes. Like this is too <laughs> horny. This is, <laughs> which is kind of how I feel the shunting look. It looks like they're taking like the aesthetics of like boudoir, almost like romantic photography, but like doing it for these perverse uh, purposes. And that uh, is pretty delightful, I think. So I'm going to give it an 88 in dramatic lighting. Given an average of 81.33. All right, our next category, vibrato. So for this category, as always, we mean, in addition to literal vibrato, we also mean anytime they take a moment, they give it a little more, shush it up more than it needs, but you like it. <laughs> I mean, yes, this movie is, the funny thing about this is this is not like vibrato by good acting choice. No, it's vibrato <laughs> by bad acting choices. <laughs> sure. So, in I mean, there are moments, there are lines, like, the, I'll say this. The one person who vibratos in a delightful mm -hmm. way is the guy playing the judge. The, I mean, yeah. the, yeah. with the cigar. That dude is the is the best part of this movie. And again, he has He's the best part of the movie. This is Mrs. Carlin's <laughs> erasure. In, in terms of in terms of, of the lines that he's sure. doing. Like yeah, dialogue. He, he thinks he's doing he, Shakespeare, he, definitely. He thinks he's doing Shakespeare. And the line that he's been given that he delivers at a full robust of the bravo yeah. is the smell of the hunt and the taste of the shunt. And he delivers that <laughs> as great. if he's saying to be or not to be. So yeah. for that guy alone, it gets a higher score than it should because the acting in this movie is absolutely atrocious. So in terms of that kind of vibrato, I give it an 80. 80. Yeah, to me, I have to say one of my favorite moments in the shunting is sort of the final <laughs> battle between Billy and his his sort of nemesis where he, I we don't see where the hand goes in, but we assume it's up his nemesis's ass Mm. No, the, I thought it was his stomach because he's coming maybe from it was the front the stomach. under the shirt. No, it's definitely he, the implication is he's fisting him. That's I, I did not think so. I got, no, I, got a 50, I got a fisting energy. And then I'm sure he you like did. rips his guts. <laughs> it literally pulls him inside out, which to his me, I almost stood comes, up and applauded. His thumb comes out of the guy's mouth. His <laughs> yeah, fingers mouth come out of the eyes. eyeballs. Grips. Yeah. yeah. And like, and even like the, the scene that Billy has where he goes and finds his parents and his, his as we've mentioned before, his father is literally his, his face is between his butt cheeks. This has <laughs> got like, they went to town in these last 30 minutes. They were like, what can we do? What's fun? Let's do that. Definitely extra, definitely vibrato. It's not quite so much before then. So I will give it a 90. 90. Uh, I'm going to give this a 94. I think Ooh. it's pretty... No, because I gave the house bunny a 95. And this is definitely <laughs> crazier than the house bunny. So I'll give it 97. I think it's pretty great. 
Uh, um, I given just want to go for the record, uh, for the just put on the record. Uh, I handicapped my own movie without understanding the category. <laughs> so, okay. you, can, you can still change your score if you'd like. <laughs> no, no, I locked it in. I, I sent okay. it to Congress. It's All in. Right. I voted. But Integrity. listeners, listeners, let us know: Did Billy punch Ted through the butt or the stomach? Let us know. I think that's that's the did Dottie drop the ball on purpose in League of Their Own. And I think exactly. it should go down like that. I'm gonna go with fisting. I'm, I'm sure, team fisting. I'm sure you guys are. Oh wow. <laughs> Someone's so demure. Our next category, footwork. I was right the footwork in this. Mm. Not a lot of foot stuff. Not no. no. It's a very minimal crawling on the beach. Yeah. So that's about it. Some running through the woods, but it's not. There's nothing that really calls. You never see a lot of feet in regards to body horror. Yeah, which is Uh, weird. I guess be pretty missed opportunity. They didn't even use any like the the only time that there was some feet. So I'll give it a higher score than zero. Um, they they did use feet creatively during (laughs) some of the scenes to showcase like. Your body is backwards. Yeah, and like that's true. Your feet are in the air because you're now two women that have joined forces. And <laughs> yeah, and your feet are dad's hands now. Yeah, so mom's feet some, are dad's arms. There that's was some, some of work, that. I would and, say. And stuff going on. I, I would give it maybe a sixty-five because I I know that there are definitely movies that where there's genuine bona fide dance numbers and that's right. footwork. That's not the same in this, so I'll give it something like sixty-five. Sixty-five. Yeah, I'll go sixty. 60. Yeah. Uh, this is no uh, chorus line. Am I right? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank no you. kick changes in this one. Although imagine <laughs> if the chorus line ended in the shunting. Would that be I great? Mean, secretly I would did. run Don't another 15 years on Broadway. We're yeah. shunting the understudy. <laughs> <laughs> the um, center study. <laughs> I'll give it a 62. Give it an average of 62.33. I was watching this. I did think, is that one teenager enough for all these people? It doesn't seem like there's enough to go around. Round. Well, there's two because Billy there's was. Two. But even two, the the, two people. For, there's like forty people there. I mean, you don't know how dense the, the like what how much how much a meal is for these people. It just seems if you're going to have a party, let's it's Thanksgiving. Let's over. Let's have too much. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. But who um, knows the rules of shunting? I guess that they just leave it open for a sequel. <laughs> All right. The last of the canon categories, Lucas. On a scale of zero to hundred, how likely are you to recommend society to a gay person? 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100. I would, I would absolutely recommend this movie to a gay person. Leslie Jordan? I would, I mean, I would tell, first of all, Leslie probably was in the movie and got cut out somehow. Like, Rude. I would've been this movie. That's not how it sounds, but you know, um, I would 100%- He offered to do the shunting scene and not get paid. Well, there it is. I think there were a lot of gay actors who were in that shunting scene and that's why they were okay with what they were asked to do. That must have yeah. been a nightmare to film because of all the mouth prosthetics. That yeah, were right. It must have been disgusting. Um, it's also I, one of the few movies like, oh, there's an old lady putting like slugs on her face, like just putting gore yeah. on her face. Like you don't get that a lot. That's, you really don't. Not as much you know, as you should. And I think that what's funny is uh, they totally didn't dig into that enough because the slugs apparently are what they eat because they were growing the slugs. Right. Right, and they just didn't really talk about that. That's their food, and so th- there's there's sexual uh, sustenance, and then there's actual. What do these people eat? And I think yeah, they what are your snacks? Flesh. Yeah. I think they just absorb it energy wise, like you mentioned. But anyway, I give it a hundred because I feel like every on a thematic level, 
every gay person has that moment of like, I don't feel like I belong mm-hmm. with this, my family and right. I belong with my friends. It's not to the level of you think that my mom and dad are, they are, I guess mom and dad are fucking. They they're are heteronormative. Fucking. They're right. heteronormative shunting. And that's not the kind of shunting I want to do. No. Okay. So a hundred. A hundred. I mean, I think, this movie has a lot to recommend to it. Again, the last 30 minutes, but there's nothing that I'm like, as a gay person, you need to see this movie. Like, I, I think this movie is bananas and I'm so glad I watched it and I'm looking forward to watching it again. But for me, there's nothing about it that feels essential to gayness. So I will give it a 60. 60, devastating. Um, I I think everyone should watch the, the I think everyone should watch I was going to say the shunting but you can't <laughs> I mean, skip everyone you, should watch the last 30 minutes that I definitely 100% agree but you got to see that hour that leads up to it that is also worth your time it's pretty camp the whole time it's pretty it's not boring at any by any means uh, it's a little flat I think I don't think it's like as interesting as it could have been like again like is it's, anything it's true <laughs> Uh, I'll give it a, I'm going to give it a, I like this more than the craft. So I'll give it a 94, <laughs> uh, given an average of 84.67, which is, uh, 18 points higher than resident evil apocalypse. Mm, Pretty right. good. All right. Now we are into the wheel category. So these categories, all categories, previous guests have brought in. We've put them on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. We're going to spin it three times and whatever category randomly pops up that we will use that to judge the movie. Then it will be host choice. And this week it is Mark Stern. So Mark will then pick a category off the wheel that hasn't happened and we'll use that. And then finally, you will come up with a category, Luke, that we will add to the, Lucas, excuse me, that we will add to the wheel and could be used to judge this movie and potentially future movies. Alrighty. See, it all makes sense now, Lucas, don't you think? I think I'm perfectly sensible. These are all sensible. <laughs> I don't know why. You are perfectly sensible. <laughs> I think I I'm say. sensible. These rules, that's another thing. Thank you. <laughs> okay, classic makeover montage. Makeover oh, montage. Uh, I mean, is the man. shunting a montage? No. No. Okay. And it's wow. not a makeover. You shut that down right away. <laughs> yeah. This one, I have to unfortunately give a big dinger to my choice. I think that there is not a, there's no scene in which someone is explicitly getting, hey, you look one way. We need you to look another way. Montage. <laughs> I'm walking on right. sunshine. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I, they don't even like clean Billy up from when he was in the hospital. So it's not even that kind of a montage. So <laughs> I mean, it's not a montage, but Jenny is getting dressed at the top of the movie. That's fair. Is that a makeover? She's not, she's not getting a like, She's not getting that like a new look out looks. of it. It's like her regular, mm-hmm. this is Tuesday. I'm going to just to be play fair <laughs> and show show my integrity as a, as a guest. I'm going to go zero. I don't think there's zero. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a five, five okay. for Jenny. And then for like the, for the, the results of it, like when we have the, the fake corpse at the funeral scene, I got to give it a zero. I'm trying here, but I can't uh, give it an I'm average. So I've got an average of 1.67. <laughs> All right. I tried guys. Which is lower than Resident Evil Apocalypse got this same category and got a 31.33, but that had Jill Valentine suiting up There it is in an actual yeah. montage. Okay, here we go. Pet obsession. Pet obsession. Well, there's slugs. The slugs. Slugs. They can really be pets. Pet-ish. There's no like, there's not really like, 
Where's Muffy the dog? Yeah, you don't right. normally har- like harvest your pets. Yeah. Hopefully, no. I mean, you, you ideally. Could, yeah, ideally. I. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm to these that Billy is there. They I was going to say to these like aliens. Yeah, Billy, and then what's his name? Blanchard, David Blanchard. Blanchard. They're groomed. I'll say for that it's a sixty. They're 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 grooming their pets. Yeah, but it's not like a yeah. It's not obsessed in other ways, but yeah, sixty. I'll give it a twenty. Twenty. Yeah, I'll give an 18 just for the slugs, given an average of 32.67. I mean, they do serve them on silver platters. Like a pet? (laughs) You're making a treating it nicer, I guess, but then only to be fed. That's right. That's true. That's why I gave an 18. Use the good silver. Okay. All right. This is the last of our wheel categories. Oh, another classic. Felt. Felt. Is there oh. any felt in this movie? Uh, there's do something in the um, Petrie's car when they go back to it. The cop pulls out like a red scarf looking that looked kind of <laughs> a piece of fat. It wasn't even a scarf. It was like short, too short to be a scarf. Right. It almost could have been a piece of felt. Um, I think some well, of this fashion is so bananas. There's got to be a little bit of felt in there somewhere. It seems yeah. a lot of satin, a lot of like yeah. sheen, a lot of I'm going to say, I'm going to treat felt like it's more just like like touching textiles what's the like what's <laughs> okay. the textile situation of the movie it's and wild that salvages it a little i'll give it a 45 because i don't 45. really know if there's any felt but there's certainly flowing garbs that the women yeah. are wearing and so we're definitely living in a post-dynasty fashion yes. world in this yeah movie. yeah yeah i'll give it a 24 24 uh, I'll give it a 19 for that red piece of fabric in Petri's car. <laughs> All right, it's my turn to pick a category. All righty. From the wheel. And I have chosen from the Apple super obvious metaphors. <laughs> okay. Super obvious metaphors in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Yes, 100. The, the movie, <laughs> the movie itself called, is called Society. Society. And right. so it gets 100 because it couldn't be more. If they had called it the shunting, at least there would be some depth that you have to figure out. <laughs> what is this? There's a little yeah. curiosity. Yeah. They just called it society, and it's about society and how um, um, one class absorbs the other and exploits. Isn't that them. kind of like refreshing in its bluntness in some ways? Like in some ways, we're too like you <laughs> yeah. know, what I mean? like why do you trying need to be to clever? Do an, no, yeah, it's not you know, trying it's to be like, clever. At it's all. ninety-nine it's minutes. We're gonna then. give you, yeah. In 2021, it couldn't be more obvious. The metaphor is yeah. so on the nose, you want to come out of a butthole to show it off. So, yeah, right. 100. If Squid Game was too obscure, you gotta watch oh Society. <laughs> Squid Game. Um, I'm gonna give it a 97 just because I feel like it thinks it's saying something, but not quite. It's a little bit punching over above its weight, but I'll give it a 97. How dare you, John? I'm giving How it dare. 100. In this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so giving it a 99. So All right. Good. So only rich people, John, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Big budget movies can critique the rich. How dare you? That's not at all what I'm saying, but all right. <laughs> uh, Lucas, the time has come for you to come up with a category that we can add to the wheel to judge society on how gay it is in any future movies. So this, I, I, I kind of, I have two ideas and I don't know how to pick them. Because right. one of them I think is unfair because um, <laughs> I don't know how many people watching future movies will do so with the closed captioning on. Sure. Okay. But the reason why I say that is because one category is 
are the closed captioning descriptions the funniest things you've ever read? Because in that okay. case, this gets a 100. Do you have and some examples? I wrote, of course I do. I came prepared and in fact, come correct. in fact, that is my category. If you turn on the closed captioning on this movie, would the descriptions make you laugh as much as the movie? So that's where you can, you can figure out with future movies. Yeah, they would make me do that. So here are the descriptions of the noises in the society. <laughs> I've written them down. These were my favorite from the shunting. Mm. Sloppy wet gurgles. <laughs> fleshy slurping. <laughs> guttural growling. Wet grumbling. You sure you didn't watch Pornhub with the captions on? <laughs> hey, there you go. When Ted kisses Bill, it says sustained wet guttural slurping. Wow. When Bill hits Ted and Ted's lips flap crazily like a cartoon yeah. character, <laughs> it's described as a deep blathering gurgle. This person is a wordsmith, whoever wrote wow. that. Very good. That the source.com open. When Bill fists and or punches Ted up his ass and through his face and his eyeballs fall out, it's yeah. described as mucusy squelching. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> when Bill prolapses Ted's entire body inside sure. out, it's not described as you know prolapsing anus. It's described as blurbling wet squishing. <laughs> and then finally, there's just a random one that says squishy squelching. So at this point, we're squishy just squelching. swapping out. I went to squishy school squelch. with her, I think. Squishy squelching. Um, one of the Manson squishy girls, squelch. I believe. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to call it elevated closed captioning. Something like that. Ooh, elevated closed captioning. Love that. Okay. So what would you give? Oh, uh, I would say I would say flamboyant closed flamboyant captioning. closed captioning. Love it. So what would you give uh, society in flamboyant closed captioning? Me? Yes. Yeah. Hundred. I give it a hundred. I've never 100. laughed so much at these at these words. Do you normally have the closed captioning on when you watch movies? I almost always. I now always have the closed captioning on mostly because sometimes the I'm talking over the movie and sometimes uh, <laughs> to anyone in particular. Enough, yeah. Uh, yes. You're too I, loud. I, oh, <laughs> I mean, wait a second. I did make a huge assumption that you guys were aware of my living situation. Um, so that's stupid on my part. Um, yes. I'm usually talking to someone. I'm not so loud that I can't hear the movie. I'm currently I see. Them. I so see. That would be and you psychotic. don't want to shush yourself. Right. Exactly. No, that would be rude. So yeah. Um, I, I normally do have the captions on also because there is a trend in movies these days where the sound mixing, this is all Christopher Nolan inspired. Oh, yeah. Sound mixing is fucking terrible. You got to so ride that volume. Yeah. You can't even see what they're doing, what they're saying. And you can't even hear it. So you got to read it. Um, so normally I do. And then, and sometimes they're glorious. Some, some close captions writer yeah. is really Clearly. having a blast. I mean, this is like pearls, you know, this, yes. what a gift to be <laughs> to have to do the close captioning on society. Uh, John, what do you want to give it? I mean, based on the book report that Lucas gave us, I will also yeah. give it a hundred. Yeah, I think you have to give it a hundred just based on that act, that research. Uh, giving it a hundred. All right, now we are into the bonus category. So these categories, as their name implies, are just bonus. So if it doesn't do well in any of okay. these categories, it's going to be fine. It's not going to work against the overall score. It's just an extra bonus percentage of the points it already has. So we're going from zero to ten. All right. The first one is musical potential. Could you see society being made into uh, a musical? 
Yes. Yes, I can. I mean, is this uh, so different from My Fair Lady? I mean, it's very different from My Fair Lady. <laughs> I've never seen My I, Fair Lady. But as far <laughs> okay. as I know, you're making a lady a groomer to be part of society, right? I would love sure. to see the Julie Taymor version of society. Is it Julie Taymor? What's her name? Yeah, she did Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would because I feel like she wouldn't have people actually fucking. She would the shunt would be all, you know, felt. They'd be they'd be running around with ribbons and they would right, be right. in the audience. Very, like we are being yeah, part of the we shunt. We are now. the society. Mm-hmm. Get um, it? I mean, especially I, that Broadway audience with these ticket prices these days. Yeah, I, they, they definitely. You might as well just hold up a mirror at all. <laughs> Thank you. They would hate Ooh. that. Is that some slave play shade? <laughs> I just, I just Those tickets are only thirty-five dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, this, so this, I would say there, there is definitely uh, that, and there's also I was. I'm glad you said musical in terms of musicals, because I was about to give this a hard zero in terms of music, because the music in this movie is atrocious. But in terms of musical, absolutely. It's a a boy all about where do I belong? (laughs) Sure. What a want song. And it's just like, I think my family is fucking. I think they're fucking. And then of course the big number is society. So like you could have so much fucking. You could have a whole number on the beach. Absolutely. That would be like a real Frankie and Annette song. A real Annette thing going on. Yeah. Very white out kind of did it you know all that kind of hill what is that music called not hillbilly uh rockabilly, rockabilly you can get all rockabilly sure. in it and all kind of and would clarissa have the 11 o'clock number of like where do i belong i'm gonna be take my own i'm skewing the shunt something yes. Ooh. <laughs> a skewing the shunt shunt or like love I would read that yeah. shunt or love no i mean you take the you take the phrase the smell of the hunt and the taste of the shunt. There's your big number. I mean, the big love duet. Shall I pee in your tea? I mean, there it yeah, is. Yeah, that's cute. Yes. How do you take your postprandial tea? <laughs> so, oh, Lucas, what do you want to give society in musical potential? I think musical potential an eight. An eight. Yeah, I was going to say on a stage musical, you're kind of losing so much of the fun of it. But... There's nothing saying it has to be a stage musical. This could be a movie musical. And but I do think you're right. Like the 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 core story of it is a very classic sort of uh, you know, hero's journey. I'll also give it an eight. <laughs> an eight. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. We're all giving it an eight. Give it an Look average of eight. All right, our next category, queer menace. Queer menace? A queer yeah. menace. Well, there is the dad butthole. Yeah, Butthead. I don't know. Yeah. This has a lot of like, there's no panic and there's no like, oh no, the gays are coming. It, so yeah. And also like, we're not exactly rooting for any of them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I say zero. There's no real a zero. Menace. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the overarching sort of society of this movie are the aliens, right? You know, like we spend more time with them. They're more of like the crazy thing out there, you know. <sighs> Although what a- about Mrs. Carlin? I'll give it a one. I'm going to give it a three for Mrs. Carlin. I mean, she is that queer. She does feel like a Eureka character. <laughs> okay, yeah. Given an average of 1.33, which is one percentage point higher than the house bunny. <laughs> All right. Our next category, character actress makes a big swing. Well, we got Mrs. Carlin. Mrs. Carlin and Mrs. Whitney, I would say. Oh, and it's, and it's just actresses? Yes. Thank actress. you. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, the actress playing Mrs. Carlin is <laughs> yes. going full on Reggie Jackson with her swing. Hank Aaron on this one. Um, I'll be Frankenstein. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, for that alone, I go nine. That is a huge choice. I wish you leave from a different movie. Definitely. (laughs) 
I wish she had some more vote. Like I wanted to hear her talk. But, I, but that would like rob her of the mystery, John. <laughs> we want to know. If, what if could she I just want to know like say. what all that hair did to her vocal cords. Yeah, I would. Even just I, some I, sort of guttural noise. At least give me what her purpose is. I, I don't mind her grunting and guttural and eating hair. They didn't even figure, we don't even know why she behaved that way. Like, <laughs> nope. Yeah, because she know. seems to be an alien, but she's not yeah. a part of them. So no. yeah, I'm going to have to go six. Six, a regretful six. It sounds like uh, I'm gonna give it. A, I'll give it a seven. Given a seven point three three. All right, our next category: witches. How witchy is this movie? Well, there's a character, an actor named Billy Warlock. Okay, you gotta give it some points for that. You got to. <laughs> so if if we're taking it super literal, I would have to say it's not very witchy at all. Even though the it's more alien it than witchy, a, it's a coven. Sure. But there's no magic. There's but they're no not from outer space, though, either. They're just and a they different aren't from species. Outer space. They make a point yeah. to say that. Um, so I would say, in terms of how witchy is it, two. I'd say Mrs. Whitney has big witch energy. Kind yeah. of. I think there's something secret and weird. There's definitely, it's not literal witch, but it's witch-y. I'm going to go four. Four. Uh, yeah, I'll go four. Given it an average of 3.33. Not as witchy as the craft to the shock. Oh, <laughs> there you go. All right. Our next category, gay actors playing gay roles. Now, I will oh. say I did a little bit of research. Some of my okay. classic research. I looked up the actor who plays Petrie, Martin Petrie, and that's yeah. Brian Bremer. And he did. Uh, there was no information about his marital status, who he's dating, right. whatever. But on his Instagram, he did post a photo of a fall tablescape. Okay. So that's Something. not nothing. And he also is the current voice of Mr. Peanut. Oh. Huh. Isn't that interesting? That's a nice career. <laughs> He's doing great. Interesting. But that is all I had is that fall tablescape I, photo. I was like, un oh. yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to say I don't think there were gay actors playing any gay characters because I don't think there were any traditionally gay, openly gay, uncoded right. characters. So sure. society, you take the O out of society and that's its score. Oh, oh, an O? Yes, an O. It's not even, it's not even <laughs> the letter now O. Now open this up to an alphanumeric system, and I'm going, oh. Hey, how do I take the average? How does that divide it by a number? What is It's a wingding, I guess. Yeah. So zero. For the tablescape, I'll give it a one. You got to give it a one for the tablescape. That's all I'm saying. Uh, a one for the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Uh, giving it a 0.67, which sadly is the highest we've had <laughs> in the last six movies. Oh, wow. Which is do better, Hollywood. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The next highest, The Chipmunk Adventure with a 0.33. Yikes. Okay. All right, our next category, themes of mothers. Well, that's pretty, this is out of 10, right? Yes. Out of 10. I, I, the, 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 this is pretty high because you have moms making you have two moms characters that are really like prominent and you have the one mom making a big stink of i am she literally says i am not your mother now in terms of the question is about themes of mothers not very high there are moms in it but the theme of motherhood is not this isn't like it's aliens so no. um it's gonna be a six because it's moms kind of uh, but mom's mostly just more overall part of the family. Like, how do I fit yeah. into this family? Yeah, Not I specifically think, geared yeah. towards the mother. Okay, four. It's four. The, the theme of motherhood is not very high. So four. A four. Yeah, I'm going to have to go a one because it's really just about him being adopted. 
And that's even just like, I missed it. <laughs> so I can say it's a pretty strong theme. I'll give it a two because there are a few mothers that really do make an impact in the movie. True. So I'll give it a two. On our next one, drinks thrown in faces. Okay, that well, doesn't, but Clarissa does spit in someone's face. Yes. That's pretty much the same thing. Same thing. She does. And the, also uh, squirting suntan lotion on the guy's face. Yes. That's similar energy. Way. Yeah. She does do the, very the uh, when she spits on him, I, I was reminded of Titanic when she spits on Billy Zane to, for the same reason sure. to gain separation because he's holding her and saying, You will be mine. And they're spitting. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> That's every rich man's uh, kryptonite, <laughs> apparently, is a woman's spit. Saliva, no. Um, I, I don't, re- there, the, I will say there is a lot of drinks, like champagne glasses and whatnot that do end up on the ground because the shunting knocks. They do knocks. pour one. <laughs> yes. It's not thrown, but they do pour one down Blanchard's throat that has the fists coming up out of it. That's right. Oh, right. That yeah. is like forced down his throat. And as that was happening, I'd be like, I thought like, oh, imagine if you were Blanchard and then you're also getting drunk against your will. That's awful. Or it could be, I mean, <laughs> I've been in some situations. Did we have to take it to this place? I don't know. I'm yeah. Saying, I've been in some situations where sober, I was like, this is awful. Two drinks in, I'm like, shunt away. Let's go. Shunt away. <laughs> what does anything matter? Let's go, yeah. kids. We'll never be this young ever again. Um, I feel for this because I do like a good dynasty moment, a good Diane Absolutely. Carroll toss and they're none of that in here. Yeah. I'll say it too because of the champagne down the gullard. That's a two. I think the spitting in someone's face really brings it up. I'm going to give it a four. Mm. A four. Yeah, I'll give it a four. Give it an average of 3.33, tying it with the craft. Ooh. All right. Now, this is the last of the bonus categories quips. How quippy is society? I mean, it's it's pretty quippy. They don't I land. did write down. <laughs> right. The dialogue is pretty funny yeah. in this yeah. movie. Um, I, I think it's pretty quipping. I mean, the, the last line of the movie is a quip of just like, you know, the cigar man says, um, looks like we might have an inter- internship for you in Washington after all. And then it ends <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> What's that? But okay. So for There's quip- a one scene that was very strange where after like, after Clarissa's mom coughs up hair, Billy says, what's with her? And then she says, she does things I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like explaining nothing. <laughs> It's so, it's almost like auto-generated dialogue or something. Yeah, this definitely felt like, I don't think English is the screenwriter's first language. Yeah, Yeah. I wrote down three lines that I thought were, they're not quips, I just wrote them down because they were of interest. They might (laughs) not even be funny, Um, but two of them come from Ted. So I guess in a weird way, they are being used in a kind of quippy manner to kind of destroy Bill's um, confidence during the shutdown. Sure. Mm -hmm. So he said, one is the rich have always sucked off low class shit like you while everyone's sucking each other off. So I was like, okay, on the nose, that's a quip. And then he said, this is full quip. He said, you make waves, Whitney, you're gonna drown. And I'm like, (laughs) that's that's a good (laughs) quip. So for that, I give this movie an eight because it makes, it has some quips, some good stuff in it. The one I wrote down was Milo at the pool party says to Clarissa mm. when he's trying to get her to leave, he says, at least I don't turn tricks to get my kiss. Yes. And I was like, oh, it rhymed a little Ooh. bit, almost by accident. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a six. A six. 
also the father says i am a butthead <laughs> so quippy i mean we don't come to society for subtlety by no. any means <laughs> also the the sister says if you have any edible fantasies you like to indulge now's the time yeah. what a wild piece of dialogue <laughs> yeah i'll give it a i don't know this movie's pretty hilarious yeah. i think i'm gonna give it an eight yeah i think that's right uh and it's available to stream on shutter so get those shutter oh, apps yeah. subscriptions yeah. going everybody uh, all right, Lucas, now we are into the iconic categories. These categories, as their name implies, are they iconic sort of larger umbrella categories? So we're back to zero to 100. Oh, okay. All right, the first one is homoeroticism. How homoerotic is society? Um, so homo, throughout the most, the majority of the movie, the homoeroticism is not very high. Other than you know some sweaty chests and a little bit of like a lot of sweat, you know, yeah. um, I think the the sunscreen has come on your face. Yeah, like there's a little of that. We all felt a little twinge. Little, some, yeah. I, I am very the the two the lead actor and his friend Milo are fucking hot. Um, one I would say Billy is kind of like a knockoff of Emilio Estevez, and Milo <laughs> sure, is yeah. a knockoff Patrick Dempsey, both of whom I sure. think are hotter. But with yeah, that said. Sure. Once the shunting happens, the homoeroticism skyrockets because it goes into full-on men licking each other and fisting That's each true. other and making out and the women are playing with each other's titties and becoming one. So because, again, because of the shunting, I would give it a 90 in terms of the eroticism because it goes full-on everyone free-for-all session. And before uh, Bill puts his fist through Ted, he does say, see this arm? You're going to get very familiar with it. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also something homoerotic about a hot guy in a cool-ass Jeep. An open Jeep. Oh, An yeah. open Jeep. <laughs> Love that. Wow, and you hated Midnight Madness, and that's pretty much a third of the movie. <laughs> I d yeah, I did. <laughs> That movie's grotesque in a different way. Right, but it also sure. has a grotesque. But they, they seem to have the same budget. I get, I'd like the shunting. Yes, it's a pretty free for all orgy. But again, it doesn't feel erotic to me. But I will give it a 62. 62. I think there's there's a whole, I do think there's a whole like homoerotic energy to this movie, but nothing like you can really point to over specifically, but there's just overall vibe to it. Okay. Um, but I'll give it a, I'll give it a 63. <laughs> Given an average of 71.67, which is indeed the highest we've had in the last six movies. Wow. Uh, all right, our next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch society and come away with a whole book of ideas? I mean, I think a drag queen would watch this movie and come away with what not to wear. Uh, the, the fashion Ouch. movie is someone get you on oh, TLC. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lucas Hadlin. My career's down the tubes. What not to wear? I hate what you're wearing. I hate it. Um, the all the men are wearing atrocious clothing. Um, and I do. I would say that maybe the Miss Miss Karen Miss what was her name? Clar Clar Carlin. Miss Carlin. Carlin. She kind of is looking drag queen esque already. So yes. there could be some inspiration, but category is first time at a ball. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think that even no, you'd probably be just as like nervous as she is. Yeah, stomping down the runway. She, exactly. Dead by the eyes. hair. Just, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> offering it to an audience yeah. member as a token of friendship. 
<laughs> Please accept me. There are a lot, like there's not one particular look except for like the shunting itself if you had to do some sort of uh, right. reveal. Mm. But there are like, it is like a great time capsule of like this late 80s aesthetic. Fashion. Yeah, there's like tons of like, there's a lot of bolero jacket. There's a bedazzled denim bolero jacket. Sure. They're pairing oh, a lot sure. of bolero jackets with brassieres and mini skirts. Mm-hmm. There's a like acid washed mini dress. There's a, and also the Mrs. Whitney has some wild, weird dynasty style oh, fashions. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I never said no to of, a change. Some of the society types in the movie before they shunt are wearing that kind of like, like you said, dynasty esque gown, yeah, and whatnot, right? But it there's no iconic, not like to reference uh, Death Becomes Her, which was the movie I did before. Those women right. look so iconic right. in their dress. Right. No one in society is that iconic. I would give this a 20. If you did anything, if a drag queen did anything from society, I think most people on stage or most people in the audience would be like, I don't know the reference because there's nothing that iconic visually in terms of Right, fashion-wise. Fashion I mean, I think, I mean, I would love to see like a Sharon Needles try to do something with the shunting. Like, I think there's stuff there, but it is very just like You could do something with like stuff. the lips, you know what I mean? With yeah. some crazy <laughs> lips. Or just like have legs around your face. Yeah. Like you're the butt Okay, head. wait, now that's interesting. See, we're getting <laughs> okay. somewhere. So, you know what? I'm going to go even give it a 50. Uh-huh. 50. Um, and all that crunchy hair. Yeah. Just looks like you could like break it off like peanut brittle. Mm-hmm. Oh. Some of the, the ladies' hair. Uh, I'm going to give it a 60 because I thought the clothes were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You got me sounding like <laughs> big lips over there. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. And the last in the iconic categories, camp factor. How campy is society? Well, I mean, again, it starts off bad camp where you're like, oh, this is campy for all the unfun, not fun, wrong reasons. Like you're kind of laughing at it and you're kind of like the decisions it's making, the choices are just like, why, why, why? And then when you get to the shunting, you go, I've just watched one of the most over the top campy movies that I think is ever yeah. <laughs> And for that reason, I'll give it a 99. I just 99. Feel, I feel like the only reason why I'm docking at one point is I feel like I if it if if it were just a tinge gayer, then it surely sure. would have gotten the hundred. Right. It's not that's true that of every far. movie. True. Every right. movie should be docked at least one point for not being as gay as it could Absolutely. be. Absolutely. <laughs> if not more. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, even before we get to the shunting, I thought it was really funny when uh Jenny, the daughter, she suspects something's wrong with her earrings, so she brings it to her dad. I was like, oh yeah, girls are always bringing earrings to their dad to be like, dad, what's wrong with this earring? And then there was a scene where Billy Warlock is like trying to like rally the students because uh, he thinks that, uh, what's his name? Marty Petrie is missing. And he was like, he's won all the attendance awards. He should be here. And I was like, what high school is this? They have attendance awards. So like, even before we get to the- They also like immediately scream when they say he's like, you hear people go, no! Like they are so invested. <laughs> He's such an attendance queen. I, uh, wait a second. I didn't even think about that because the one thing that was bothering me while that was happening is his best friend, who is presumably his same age or younger, is the presiding president of the school, which would make him a grade higher than than. And I'm like, I don't understand the rules of this Beverly Hills High School. And they all. have two debates, apparently. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> 
It was bizarre. <laughs> but it didn't matter. It, and it, and then that's the worst of it all. None of it mattered. So that's, none that's of it matters. epic. Like put together, I would say put together none of the scene, like the story of like what's happening, like none of it makes sense, but the individual scenes are still very entertaining. Yes. Do they all make sense lined up in a row? No, not at all. Absolutely no. not. But the individual, just, you'll, you'll have a great time. Just, just. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be fine. Just enjoy the vignettes. You, you'll be fine. Yeah. That's a, put that on the poster. You'll never be bored. Yeah. I will give this a 94. Ooh. 94. Uh, I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. Here we go. Canted camera angles. Screaming Mad George getting on-screen billing for surrealistic <laughs> makeup effects. Rich people with terrible taste in interior design. Snobs. A therapist who's had enough of their client's bullshit, <laughs> worrying about incest, bugged jewelry, insisting your therapist listen to a tape of your family in orgiastic <laughs> ecstasy, breaking up with your breaking up with your boyfriend because of his disinterest in parties, having a giant tusk in your living room, red Irox Zs, <laughs> blow up sex dolls, a personalized license plate that says hoops that isn't referring to Jody Watley, the shunting, the shunting, the shunting. And finally, pulling someone inside out really puts a damper on a party. Uh, I think this is really, I'm going to give this a 96. Giving it an average of 96.33, which is the highest we've had in the last okay. six movies. Higher even than The Craft, which has a 93.33. And finally, we're into The Crown Jewels. So these categories, we don't score. We vote whether we think it gets the bonus or not. Okay. So the first one, a 15% bonus points for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does society have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? And I mean the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> society does not. No, no, it does not. And I would say just like society, no, it does not have a yeah, positive. I don't yeah, think I it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Boat Trip. This is oh, not the movie you. Boat Trip, so it will not lose 50% of its points. <laughs> uh, All right. That's it. Okay, we're Lucas, done. we're done. So now do you still think society is going to rank number three in all the horror movies? I do. <laughs> you think, <laughs> right. look out, Lost Boys. Here we come. Here comes society. Uh, all right, I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 2,445.41, society has scored 1,768.41, giving it a percentage of 72.32%, making it the 33rd gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Little Shop of Horrors, but gayer than The Princess Bride. And it is actually the fifth gayest oh, horror movie okay that's still so good gayer than fun. interview with the vampire not as gay as the craft oh, close. <laughs> it was but it was close yeah, all I'll say that it was, movie needed was just one fucking kiss between kiss. those goddamn yep. boys those cocksuckers motherfuckers <laughs> or someone ironically they weren't cocksuckers yeah they weren't not a single dick and balls I'm well, gonna, all the genitals getting gooed down into mush i guess yeah i don't know hmm. i don't know how it oh, wow. uh, works well <laughs> lucas thank what you so treat. much for doing this oh, of course uh, uh best, such a fun movie to best talk way about. to such celebrate fun... movies i think is to create <laughs> rankings and pit them against each other I exactly love exactly uh lucas is there anything you'd like to plug promote or shill for at this time no just go uh <laughs> i'm not doing anything right now just uh, pray for me. 
and okay. uh, check out my my if you're you know really bored check out my instagram because i've been posting 30 second long beats every day oh, nice. really that's fun yeah that's about it what kind of what inspires these beats <laughs> just little beats i just make little beats little <laughs> musical ditties little you know you know nice. over the over the pandemic i got really bored so i got into music again and because of prosumer uh technology pretty much anyone with a laptop and a and a small little keyboard can uh you know program produce beats beats so i just was like fuck it and they're not and they're not just samples they're thank you i'm actually i know putting in the work yeah i i I mean sometimes it's samples but you know i (laughs) you you do have to have an understanding of chord progressions and whatnot and all that stuff i'm not gonna listen and think this is just sir duke (laughs) (laughs) that's not gonna happen i i would never i'm not coolio i'm not sampling (laughs) fucking stevie wonder i'm not doing that i mean after the 90s you listen all 90s like music like that you listen to stevie Wonder, you're like this is just that this is wild wild west exactly No one, well, look, I we never find? thought in a million years, I was just going to say, I'm sorry, I never thought in a million years that someone would take pastime paradise and find a, a real gritty gangster <laughs> rap song to throw on top of that beat. And yet Coolio found a way. He He's the heaviest rapper we have yeah. going right yeah. now. Yes, he He's is. dark. Uh, well, where can people find your uh, social, what's your social media? Just Lucas Zachary Hazlitt on it at Instagram, at Lucas Zachary Hazlitt. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Lucas. And we'll we'll be be right right back. We're back. Well, society's a hoot. First time you ever say that in your life. Is bananas. Would you watch it again? Definitely. That's nice. I might even make my husband watch just the last 30 minutes. I think you got to watch that first hour, though. I, I think it's all part gonna... of the build, <laughs> but it like pays off, though. You know what I mean? And it is. I think you will also enjoy watching that first hour again, because once you know, you appreciate the goofiness of it all. Sure. I do still think like it's sort of not good. I but but as I said before, like oh, I'm not the, ever said it was good. The way it was not hour. good was refreshing. And that yeah, is like, delightful. oh, their movies aren't not good in this way anymore. Yeah. Everything's like boringly competent now. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of flat and dull, but not this one. Uh, speaking of not dull, we have a comment and answer. We had a, during our chipmunk adventure, we had, right. didn't know how hot air balloons works. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone <laughs> replied, uh, commented on our Instagram, uh, Bumbling Bone said, so my ex's dad is a hot air balloon pilot. Can you, <laughs> there's a story. Oh, that's, we know is why that this is a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> uh, and to answer your question, you can't steer a hot air balloon only up and down. You end up where you end up and it's up to the pilot to set you down somewhere safe. They're, uh, they are in radio contact with a ground crew that follows you where the wind is taking you to pick you up and take you back to your car. You go where the wind blows. Isn't that oh, lovely? That's really lovely. I we guess you get a hot air balloon. Absolutely not. But I guess you need to know <laughs> which way the wind is blowing too. Oh, Follow sure. signal. Right, right, right. Now that you know that, John, would you do one? Get a hot air balloon? Absolutely. Yeah. I would have You would. It. Yeah, why not? Would I've, you... I've skydived before. I think it's great. I loved it. Tandem? I did do tandem, yeah. Because I didn't I didn't have time to do all the training to do Who it. Who has by the myself. time? You're busy. I was doing a chorus line in St. Louis at the time. I couldn't just <laughs> train to do skydiving. 
the St. Louis audience would have never forgiven you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was I was not I would not be giving 100% to the line as it were. And they would know it. Oh, you can feel it. You can definitely feel it. What's the best song in chorus line? One is probably one. That's what I did for love is probably the most uh, famous song from chorus line. I saw them. God, I hope I get it. God, I hope I get it. God, I hope I get it. That one. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's too many people in a chorus line? That was always my problem with the show. Like we need 12 people to have singing parts. It's actually uh, 17, but that's too many, right? I mean, I've been in productions where they edit it down and combine some characters. I see. That makes sense. So it happens sometimes. I'm the director and an utter study. <laughs> and I'm auditioning. This is weird. <laughs> I don't know if these are the right characters to <laughs> condense. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, if you want to send us a withering, uh, instructive, informative comment, yes. you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens. You can follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yeah. So you can email us at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you check it out, what do you, where do you stand? Butt versus stomach? Where are you at on this uh, debate? The Billy Punch. Mm-hmm. Also, we have uh, merch. So if you go to T Public and search for Tool Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones. And a percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. And finally, we also have a Patreon. Tool Queens, the retirement plan. For just $5 a month, you get an extra episode every week. And right now, we are going through all of the Child's Play slash Chucky movies to figure out what is the gayest one of all of those. So head on over there and sign up to find out. All right, we'll see you next time, everybody. Stay safe. Goodbye. (laughs) Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. We didn't get that right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.